Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analyzing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. Today we're looking at a movie. It's Twilight, the adaptation. Yeah, so what I wanted to do with this episode, it's going to be a little bit different. I watched the movie Twilight and I really want to just examine whether the movie did it better than the book. Because most of these trashy bestsellers, they end up getting a movie adaptation and sometimes it can be trash. Sometimes it can be trash, but better than the book. And sometimes it can be just better than the book. And I think in this case, it's much better than the book but it's still trash because they stuck to the characters and the storyline and the horrible themes. <laughs> I mean, I, I did secretly enjoy it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a nice fun romp. 2008 doesn't seem like that long ago, but watching this, I was like, God, was this filmed like with a home video recorder? <laughs> so grainy in parts. Some of the angles and things, I was like, what, what the fuck am I watching here? Like, was this, was this a style of the time? <laughs> I don't think so. But no, I thought, I thought they did a good job in cutting out some of the more unnecessary shit. Probably the biggest thing that's not in the movie that was in the book was the, was with the blood type scene, the blood type chapter in the book where, you know, she faints because they're doing blood typing in biology. And I think I saw something from the director of the movie, Catherine Hardwick, saying that she was like, look, we couldn't have another scene in biology. Like they they already had the meeting. Then they had the scene where they rekindled their relationship. And then, and then this happens in biology later. And I was like, yeah, you're right. We didn't need that repetitive scene happening all the fucking time. So I'm glad she made those decisions. And the other big cut that I loved, 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 loved was the whole airport stuff. But, oh God, because you know I hated the whole airport thing. <laughs> Fuck me dead. But let's, let's just go through it. I'll just let you know some of my thoughts. So the prologue is now like a voiceover with a shot of a deer in a forest. Which, I don't know, sure. I guess the implication is that that's, that's Edward hunting the deer, maybe? Sure, why not? It's very forgettable. As soon as the scene's over, you're like, forgot it ever existed. And so then we're in Phoenix. And we know we're in Phoenix because Bella's holding a cactus. (laughs) She's just holding a cactus until she gets to Forks. And I guess that's the signal that, you know, she's a Phoenix gal. And did she just have that as carry on on the plane? Did she, did she put it in the overhead lockers? Like who's going through an airport and on a plane with a cactus? It's so funny. 
And then as soon as she gets to Forks, we've got Jacob and Millie straight away. I was already loving the pace. I was like, yes, let's get to Forks. We didn't need 30 minutes of chats with Charlie in the car. And, and Jacob, Jacob's straight up with the eye contact. And I think casting, casting was pretty good. I mean, Kristen Stewart, she's annoying. She's, she's better now that she's like a bit more of a lesbian. <laughs> I'm a bit more of a lesbian. It's better now that she's like an out and proud lesbian and not just so annoying. I don't know. I have a soft spot for LGBTQ actors. So maybe that's why I like her now. But at the time I was like, oh, she sucks. But she did a good job. And man, she looks pale. <laughs> was it CGI paleness? Like what? She was so pale in this. And I loved when she gets to Forks High School and someone's like, oh God, I thought people from Phoenix wanted to be tanned. And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, Jacob's good. Jacob, I like Jacob. And Charlie's hot. Charlie is hot. He's like the dad from Inside Out. <laughs> you know, Riley's dad on Inside Out, everyone like froths on him over Twitter and stuff. But yeah, like Charlie's like that. Charlie's hot. And so she gets to Forks High and Chess Club Eric is so intense in this movie. I don't think he ever mentions Chess, but he's got that sort of greasy hair that Bella didn't like. And he's just like, yeah, super, super in your face. And we get a volleyball scene. Just a scene of her being really shit at volleyball. Now, isn't that what we wanted? I feel like reading the book, we thought, oh God, I would love to see. I would love to see an adaptation that includes the volleyball scene. And we got it. We got it. And guys, Anna Kendrick is Jessica. (laughs) I forgot all about that. Reading the book, I was like, who's this bitch? But it's Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick is that bitch. And oh my God, she was so annoying. She was so annoying. Like she played it really well, the annoyingness. Like she played the annoying where you know she's trying to be annoying as the character. If that makes sense. But she was, she was annoying as all hell. And there's Tyler, Tyler, all, all the characters we know and love. Mike, Tyler, all of them are there. <laughs> And Tyler kisses her on the cheek at one point. And I'm like, yeah, he's creepy. Stop, stop with the invasions of personal space. And guys, the Cullen's entrance into the cafeteria was so funny. (laughs) They're all wearing those like preppy Abercrombie and Fitch, like puffer vest type clothes. And they're walking in slow-mo and everyone's like, who's that? That's the Cullen's. And like (laughs) the whole, the whole world stops when they enter a room. It is so funny. And I loved how Anna Kendrick was like, oh yeah, that's the Cullens. They're siblings, but they're also dating. And I was like, yes. Why do we not talk about that more often? Why do we all just accept that? That's bizarre. Why would we just roll with the fact that these adopted siblings are dating, but it's okay because they're adopted? (laughs) There's just so much going on in Twilight in that book that's wrong, that it's hard to pick up on everything that's wrong at the same time. Like Stephanie really kept us on our toes because I could have harped on the whole incest vampire sibling thing, but God, I just rolled with it and barely picked up on it. Even though I knew, I knew what was going on. I sort of forgot that it was an issue until the movie's just like, yeah, yeah, they're dating and they're siblings. It's weird, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) That's all they say, but at least they acknowledged it. I was like, thank you. Thank you, Anna Kendrick. Ah, but it's so dumb because Edward walks in and he just straight up walks past Bella barely even notices her, but then he sits down and they, he's sort of staring at her, but she's staring at him. And I don't know why he doesn't notice her smell now. Maybe because there's no fan blowing the hair against her face, but yeah, he, he doesn't notice how delicious she is, but he's hot. He looks hot. 
he looks hot. Robert Pattinson, he looks hot. Good for him. But he had the weirdest voice. Did you guys think it was so weird? <laughs> I don't know if it's because he read the book and he's like, fuck, I've got to be musical and menacing and I have to talk like it's a lullaby at all times. How the hell do I do that? But whatever accent he was doing, it was, it was bloody weird. So yeah, then they go into biology and that's when she enters and the fan blows her hair and he's like, <laughs> and he like puts his hand over her face and they do the whole thing where she thinks she stinks and she sniffs herself. <laughs> oh, it's very funny. And there's also the owl behind him. So the owl's wings line up with him. So he looks like an angel of death or whatever. Like it's, it was a bit on the nose. I was like, oh, you're trying a bit too hard here, Catherine. But I, I mean, I appreciate the symbolism. Like even Game of Thrones did that last year, you know? Twilight was way ahead of its time using cinematography that Game of Thrones would later copy with Daenerys and the dragon. <laughs> but my main issue with that scene is why is she wearing a bowling shirt? <laughs> she was just wearing a bowling shirt? Was she trying to be hipster? Uh, Oh, there's some decisions going on in this movie that I'm just like, huh, that's odd. Like Edward's little wristband cuff thing. Like, What purpose does that serve? And they also cut out all of Bella's cooking. So she didn't make her famous enchiladas or whatever the Mexican food was that Charlie had never had. She didn't do that in this, this adaptation. So they just go to a diner a lot. And that's like a way for them, I guess, to introduce some more of the characters of Forks. And... <laughs> The one thing that more stood out to me was that Kristen Stewart doesn't know how to squirt tomato sauce onto her plate. Like she picks up the tomato sauce or the ketchup bottle and is just like waving it horizontally above her plate. <laughs> I don't know if there was really sauce in it or the camera crew was like, Hey, don't actually squirt because you know, we might need to reshoot this scene again, but she's just waving it horizontally above her plate. Nothing's coming out. And then she puts it down like she did the job. <laughs> It was so distracting. And she has a few chats with her mum over the phone. So I guess, yeah, her mum has a mobile in this. They set up that she lost her phone charger. And that's where I was thinking, oh, that's when the phone call is going to come into play. But no, it never does. She finds a charger again later. They have a few chats. Which, yeah, is more cinematic than the emails that they were doing in the book. So a good little adaptation there. And also we get to see the, the vampire trio, that little coven hunt. So they pop up and start killing some villagers. And I thought that was cool. I liked the one where the guy from the diner gets murdered in his little jet boat. He tries to boat away from them, but they've got, they're holding it by a rope or some shit. <laughs> it looked cool. But it was nice to bring them in a bit earlier. So it didn't feel so out of place after the baseball game. Like in the book, it was a bit, it, it came out of nowhere. But I did wonder, cause like they're clearly hunting in the area, which was odd. Because then Charlie's like, oh, it's a, it's a bear attack. It's an animal attack. And you'd think the Cullens would sort of maybe try and intervene if they knew there were other vampires, like, on their patch. Ah, I wasn't buying that part of it. Like, they could have easily been shown hunting on their way to the Forks area, but whatever. I did notice that they, they got to the 20-question stage of their relationship really quickly, and Edward was a lot more forthcoming in his answers a lot more quickly as well. Like a bit later on after, you know, the big reveal and all that bullshit, he's like, yeah, so vampire teeth are venomous and that's how you turn people into a vampire. Like no secret, he just straight up says it. She doesn't have to like, you know, fish around with Alice and 
He doesn't deflect a lot of the questions she asks, which is a nice change as well. And I mean, the accident scene was cool. Um, in the hospital, we still get Edward gaslighting her and it's, it's just as infuriating watching it as it was to read it. But <laughs> when, we, when we meet Carlisle, he is just so comically pale. Like they're all so comically pale. Does anyone in Forks just think like, why do they all look the same if they're adopted? You know, like if, if they're all actually adopted and not related, then how can they all have the exact same complexion? These are the questions they, that the townspeople of Forks should be asking and they're not asking them and it's driving me crazy. So yeah, I mentioned that the gaslighting is infuriating, but I did like when Edward said, can't you just thank me and get over it? <laughs> blunt Edward is my favorite Edward. Like, yes, just be blunt. The other thing I loved is that they say Google it. And she actually Googles when she's Googling vampires. She doesn't go to some weird search engine that they're legally not allowed to say. So I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, then they're in the cafeteria. He's still being a bit of a jerk to her, (laughs) which is funny. And there's that thing where she drops the apple and he like kicks it up his leg and catches it with his hands. And that's, that's the cover art of the book. Like, you know, fun little nod there. Like the, the movie's fun with those little bits and pieces. Um, they go to La Push and it looks awful. It looks cold and miserable. And I'm just thinking, get a real beach. Like that looked horrible. I would not want to spend 10 minutes at La Push. Like I barely want to spend half an hour at nice beaches that we have in Australia, but that looked disgusting. I was like, why would you go out of your way to La Push just for that? No, thank you. And we still got that scene with Jacob telling her a bit about the cold ones, but he gives her a lot less info than he did in the book. Like in the books, he pretty much just said, the Cullens are vampires. <laughs> he skirted around it a little, but he was like, yeah, the Cullens look exactly the same as these people from years ago who were vampires. So do with that what you will. But in this one, he's like, ah, it's nothing. He just gives her a little bit of the backstory, but not as much. And then I just have in my notes, James is hot. <laughs> so I, I guess we get a scene with James in between La Push and Port Angeles because that's my note for that scene. Just James is hot. And he was really hot. And it didn't sit right with me in the book when she said he looked aggressively average. Every other vampire in existence is just the most beautiful, stunning, marble-skinned, perfectly structured person. But James was just this schlub. I wasn't buying that, but he's, he's hot in this. He's hot in this. The whole wearing a jacket, but no shirt thing. Like, man, that's something. That's something. And so they go to Port Angeles. And when she was Googling bookstores, a map comes up. So we get a map of Port Angeles and that's all I ever wanted. And yes, it's a small town. (laughs) Remember in the book when she was walking blocks and blocks of warehouses and she was getting lost? (laughs) No, it's a small little seaside town, as suspected. And did you notice in Port Angeles, we also got a bit of a stalker cam. Like there was that shaky, shaky handheld camera footage of like Bella entering the restaurant or the bookstore or whatever the hell it was. And I was like, is that Edward stalking her? I was like, that's a fun little in- inclusion. But yeah, the rapist guys, they jump her pretty quick. She doesn't even need to walk 20 blocks and get lost. And Edward saves her and it's, it's pretty cool. His, his driving away is cool. In the book, it was like, oh, stop spinning, stop spinning. With this one, he does some tricks and spins and stuff. And it's like, yeah, cool. So then he goes to that restaurant with Bella. And like that restaurant was clearly in a house. What the hell was that? I was like, 
You're saying it's a restaurant, but it's a house. It's a house. And does he tell her he can read minds, like, before he even tells her he's a vampire? What what an odd lead into things that is. And she is just like, cool. (laughs) She's like, yeah, you read minds, got it. And yeah, so there's that scene where, like, she sees him in the car park at school, like, the next day or whatever. And she just walks past him and starts heading towards the forest. And he follows her even though that was like non-verbally arranged. But I'm like, why are you going to the forest when you know there's been like an animal attack? (laughs) An animal's been killing people. And you're like, time for me to walk into the forest. But yeah, we get that scene where instead of, yeah, in the car, he admits that he's a vampire. They're doing it in a forest, which which is much better. But I hate when he's like, say it out loud. (laughs) That's so dumb. Say it out loud like you don't need to specify out loud by saying say it that's indicating it's going to be verbally loud (laughs) and when he runs with her on his back it looks so dumb he's like (laughs) the way they're like the legs move rapidly but the torso stays still or something it's just it, it just looks wrong and he showed her his sparkly skin like super quick there was none of that like dating and then going into the meadow. Like he was just like straight up like, this is me in the sun. This is why I'm a monster. And, and it, it looked silly. I'm thinking maybe the CGI gets better. But for the first one, I was like, it's, it's barely a sparkle. I was like squinting being like, is that a, is that a Swarovski? Like what, what am I? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Looking at. Oh, another change I loved was that when he was running with her on his back, she didn't get nauseous and fall into the mud and get laughed at. <laughs> so like, that saved us a lot of 
arguing and complications as well. The fact that she doesn't get nauseous. So yeah, things like that. I was like, yeah, glad we're cutting out the repetition here. We're condensing. And that's what this book needed. It needed a good condense. But I still think, yeah, Bella took it all far too well. Like at least in the book, like it builds up her like eventual acceptance of, I don't know, of him being a vampire and that she's in love with him. But for this one, it just feels super quick, super, super quick. And they spend all that time in the meadow. And I'm like, were you not going to go back to school? (laughs) You just walked into the forest unannounced. Like, did you make roll call? Are the people at school worried about you? But no. They're just getting to know each other. And yeah, he's much more open. He's telling her about everything pretty much. The the anti-tofu comments are still present. I don't know what he's got against vegetarians, but that um, it's like living off tofu. You never fully satisfied line. It wasn't that good in the book for it to be carried over word for word into the movie. I don't know why there's such an attachment to that line. And his chuckles are less chuckly but still present. He's still chuckling a fair bit. He's doing a lot of chuckle work, Robert Pattinson is, but it's not as annoying as in the book. And there's a fish fry appearance. The fish fry pops up as well. So like, it's quite faithful that it's including all these little bullshit things. It's just including them once and not five times in a row, like in the book. And it also like builds up, like, you know, in the book, how it was sort of like, she goes to the Cullen's house and then they go play baseball and then shit happens. Like it sort of gives us a bit more of a break between meeting the Cullens and then running away with the Cullens. So I was grateful for that, but oh my God, they, they cook her an Italian meal because her name is Bella. <laughs> They're like, Bella, that's Italian. Let's cook her Italian. Wasn't that the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen? <laughs> I can the Cullens act like they're not humans, but they were humans. The Cullen casting was okay. There were some hits and misses. I loved the guy playing Jasper because he just always looked so pained and over it. And I, <laughs> that tickled me. Alice was a bit of a Fruit Loop. Don't know if I loved her. Rosalie was cool. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, they're all right. They're all right. There wasn't enough of Emmett though. And the house was really creepy. And like that wall of graduation caps. And Edward's like, it's a bit of a inside joke because we accumulate a lot of graduation caps. And I was like, just stop going to high school. Have you ever thought about that? Just stop it. Then we have that scene where he jumps Bella out of his bedroom window. And I feel like I can see the wires. Like, could you guys see the wires? It just, it looked a bit shoddy. I think, I think there was budget. But there wasn't that much budget. Like, I think they amp it up for the next ones. I've only seen New Moon. I didn't see Eclipse of the two Breaking Downs. No, Breaking Dawns. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you haven't figured it out, Breaking Down was meant to be a little pun on Breaking Dawn, but I don't know if people got it. Anyway, yeah, I think the budget gets better. Because in this one, yeah, I, I see the wires. Not really, but sort of. And he, like, runs her up to this, like, the top of this huge tree. I'm thinking, why would you bring the clumsiest girl in all of Washington state (laughs) onto the top of a tree? What a recipe for disaster that would be. And oh, did you catch the little cameo of Stephanie Meyer in the diner? They're like, here's your plate, Stephanie. And she was like, thanks. And like, look directly at the camera. And I was like, this makes me want to shoot myself. Why are you there? I know you want to pay homage to the author, but like, the movie would have been better with less of the book in it. So I think a bit more 
bit more distance from the author would have been beneficial. Because the fucking tweens would have still seen the movie. It would have still made billions of dollars. Like, it didn't need Stephanie Meyer in it with a little cameo. She's not Alfred Hitchcock. So Edward watching Bella sleep is still super creepy, but she doesn't think so. Like, he's like, yeah, watch you sleep. And then they have that huge makeout session in the bedroom. And I was like, oh, this is, this is getting a bit steamy. This is going on for a while. Like, good for Edward. And then he pulls away and he's like, oh God, I need a minute. <laughs> so we still got that little, that little element, but they did kiss for a long time. And I was like, hmm, that was something to watch. I, I just found them a bit more likable. Bella was far less annoying and angry with the world and so upset with other people taking an interest or being normal. I think maybe like having, like we still had voiceover from Bella, but I think having less access to her thoughts makes her less annoying. And the baseball scene was cool. I think it was, it was a smaller field than what was described to me in the book. So for a while there, I was like, this doesn't add up. Like if old mate's running into the forest to catch the ball, like as if Rosalie's not getting to home base by then. Like I was like trying to figure out the distancing and the dynamics. And, and then I was like, Oh, who cares? And then I was like, why is Carlisle playing baseball in a scarf? What the hell was that about? A scarf? Like, is it for fashion? Because it's just your family around. It can't be to keep your neck warm because you're a vampire. You're cold blooded. So that was, that was bizarre to me. And I also like how it sort of made Alice less useless because it didn't have her being like, let's play baseball because I can see the weather and I can see these vampires coming around, but not tonight. Like it didn't really set her up for a fail as much as the book did. So that redeems her as a character in the movie. But yeah, so then the baseball scene is really cool. Like that was fun to watch. And then the, you know, the three vampires come. They're cool. I mean, wild haired Victoria or whatever her name is that she was a bit boring. Did you know she, she did have twigs in her hair. <laughs> like we're, we're meant to be like fed this idea that the vampires are the most graceful people, but she, she had twigs in her hair. <laughs> and Edward still tells Bella to let her hair down when they arrive. And that still just is the dumbest thing ever. I know it propels the plot forward by letting James have a sniff of her hair, but it's, it's just so dumb. And didn't see any recognition that James knew Alice and James had this whole backstory with Alice. Actually, they seem to have dropped that from the whole movie. They're like, eh. They're like, it's too much to get into. We're not going to explain that. Don't know if they'll pick it up later. Don't know if they care. But I did love when James got the sniff of Bella and he's like, you brought a snap. Like, that's cool. James is really cool. I love James. Oh, justice for James. Wish he survived. And after that, they go like straight into the staged fight for Charlie. Like they don't waste time like in the car coming up with a shitty plan. They're straight into it. And it's good. I was like, yes, we didn't need 30 minutes of dialogue. It still really hit me with what she did to Charlie. Like poor Charlie. She's su- she was such a bitch to him in that scene. Ah. Oh. My heart goes out when she was like, I'll be stuck here like mum. I was like, you're laying it on so thick. And then they go to the Cullen's house and Laurent is there. And I thought Laurent's French accent could use some work. It was a little bit too subtle, you know, like not everyone's got a really good French accent like me. So, ah, well. And did you notice it was also Alice's idea to go to Phoenix, not Bella's? So they were also trying to redeem 
Bella by not giving her all the dumb decisions. So they were spreading out the dumbness, which, which serves the characters well. But there was still that line where Edward's like, Alice, keep your thoughts to yourself. And it's like, <laughs> well, of course her thoughts are to herself. They're thoughts. You're the one that's reading her thoughts. Like that line, it bugged me in the book and it bugged me that they kept it in the movie. Um, there's a few other changes. Like, so Rosalie does wear her clothes. Like she still argues about it, but she does it. And she's not a, and, and Bella's not a doped up mess for the car ride to Phoenix. And then it's a nice hotel. Remember how I couldn't peg whether it was a shitty motel or a hotel because the room had a living room. There was also lamps bolted down. It's a nice hotel. Everything from that point on is just so quick. Alice like straight away gets the vision of the mirrors in the mirror room when they're at the hotel. And then I was thinking, does Jasper have powers in this movie? Like, did they ever... I don't think they ever make mention of Jasper having like emotional manipulation powers. They're just like, man, no one needs to know that. <laughs> so it'll be interesting if they bring that up in future movies and it's just meant to be expected knowledge. Because if you hadn't read the book, you'd be like, what's Jasper? He's useless. But they do still call him the tracker. That's something that sticks. And then with the, with the phone call that James makes with the recording of Bella's mum saying, Bella, Bella, like that's clearly a recording. Listening to that, it did not sound like a human on a phone. It was, it, it sounded like a recording. Oh, and then the best, the best, the best, the best change. I'm so happy with this change. They don't fly to Phoenix, so Edward just starts running. He runs to Phoenix. There's no airport business. There's not Bella being so happy she's at Sky Harbor International on Terminal 4, Level 3, women's bathrooms with the two exits. There's none of that. Thank the Lord. She's not getting on a minibus to the Hyatt and then jumping out of the Hyatt to get in a taxi to go to the ballet studio. Like, it's so much more simple. Alice and Jasper are just standing at the hotel lobby waiting to check out and Bella just says, bye. And she just hops in a cab and gets out of there. Which, I mean, it isn't super realistic, but it's more realistic than her going into the bathroom and then running out of the bathroom and then all that mumbo jumbo. So, 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 so relieved that they cut that out. And she also just goes straight to the ballet studio instead of going home, finding the number, then walking around to the ballet studio. Like they've just simplified everything so well. And I, I mean, I don't even know if the plot is good. I don't know if it does flow accurately, but I'm just watching it from the viewpoint of an adaptation. And I'm just thinking, yes, perfect, great. Keep doing what you're doing. Like we got about two minutes in hotel quarantine instead of the two whole chapters. And I'm, I'm so thankful. And she also brought pepper spray to the showdown. So it's good that she's got a bit of agency about her, a little bit of, you know, spunk to try and put up a fight. Also that ballet studio was the biggest ballet studio I've ever seen. Like, like that was a ballet studio in like a church. In my head reading it, I was just picturing like, like a shitty little dance studio. But it was so cinematic and Edward got there so quick. So proud of him running. Like why would he wait for a flight when he's got two legs and vampire skills? Like it just seems so obvious that he should have run to Phoenix than to fly. No editor reading those books just said, hey, maybe, maybe vampires don't need to fly. And the fight scene was really cool. We didn't really get that in the book because Bella was passing out from blood loss 
not from seeing the blood, but just from blood loss. So it was cool to see them fight and like rip up the wooden floors and stuff. And then Carlisle's there. And just as Edward's like about to kill James or whatever, Carlisle's like, stop, remember who you are. And I was like, what? Why does Carlisle care if Edward kills James or not? Like Jasper and Emmett then go and kill James. Why couldn't Edward just kill James? That was, that was bizarre. And then Alice just comes over and like rips James's head off. Like (laughs) end of conflict movie over. (laughs) They, They overwhelm him so easily. It's just so silly. But the scene is much better when it's not from Bella's perspective. And then they're in the hospital room and that's the, that was the biggest hospital room I've ever seen. Like, I know it was fancy in the book, but that was like a huge room. I mean, yeah, then she goes back to Forks. Charlie calls her Bells, which was a nice call back to the book and, and a little indication that he's cool with her. And she knows she's going to prom. That's another great change because I was not buying the fact that she's in a prom dress on prom night and didn't know she was going to prom. So like, thank God she knew. This, the movie gives her intellect a lot more credit than the books do. And she's just so much more easygoing. Like not everything's a fight. Like I'm not saying she should do everything that Edward tells her to do, but like she is a lot more relaxed. Then they dance in a little gazebo, like the two other couples were dancing in. But as soon as they go in there and want to start having a private chat, the other two couples just walk away. (laughs) Classic. But then Victoria is watching over them. And Victoria sort of, was she dressed incognito or something? But she like walks away and like lets her hair down. And like the end of the movie is on Victoria's face. So it's just like setting up her vengeance plot for the next book. And I liked that as well. It's sort of, yeah, it was like, hey, we've got a sequel coming. I thought that was a good ending. I thought it was, I thought it was a much better movie than the book. I really think when you're looking at Twilight the movie, Twilight the book, the adaptation wins just because it's just, it's just simpler. It's less repetitive and annoying. So that's fun to watch. And, and, and it's, it's two hours of your life instead of God knows how many reading <laughs> 24 chapters in a prologue. Oh, I should have just watched the movies instead. But, you know, this was my idea. I have to cop that. <laughs> Thank you for listening and for experiencing Twilight again with me. It's much worse than I remembered. <laughs> So yeah, as I've said before, my intention is still to work my way through the Twilight Saga, but I do want to look at some other non-Twilight books. So big announcement, next we're going to be looking at Fifty Shades of Grey. And so I know nothing about Fifty Shades of Grey, the book. I did watch the movie on a plane once, so like I'm aware there's like a, I don't know, a sex dungeon or something. (laughs) Like I don't really know. Something about a contract, who knows? I hope it's good. Well, I mean, I hope it's bad. So it's something to talk about, but I hope it doesn't make, I hope it's not so bad that it makes me want to tear my hair out, but we'll see. We'll see. So um, if you're reading along with me, yeah, get a copy of 50 shades and let's dive into it. Ah, how exciting. <laughs> I'll see you on the flip side. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.